time for Americans to grow up and become financially responsible. Let's talk about something important. If you're in it for the money, that's not a bad thing. Do you realize how much money he just saved us? This is The Financial Physician with Lou Scatigna. The Financial Physician. It's the fastest hour in Money Talk Radio. It's also my pleasure to see to it that decent, hardworking people in this community aren't robbed blind by a pack of money-mad pirates. This is financial advice you can take to the bank. He's your money man. Show me the money. Your source for straightforward, no-nonsense financial advice. Bring me your money questions because I'm here to help. And now, here he is, the financial physician, America's money doctor, Lou Scatigna. Hello, my friends. Thanks for joining us for the midweek edition of the financial physician, Lou Scatigna here, certified financial planner. Hope you're doing well. Lots to talk about today. Uh, We're not going to do a whole lot of financial stuff today because there's so much more important stuff going on politically, geopolitically. uh, Trump in court, um, the Speaker of the House vacated. Uh, Just so much to talk about. And we're going to spend most of the show talking about uh, the whole COVID slash vaccine situation that we live with. Now that we're three and a half years away, we're going to go over all this. Uh, and, and you won't believe it. You absolutely want to listen to this. Um, this whole thing has been an orchestrated scam. And uh, the propaganda that's been used is, is just over the top. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But I want to start the show talking about interest rates. Because we have something really interesting happen happening in the bond market. We're seeing yields in the treasury market starting to skyrocket. The yields are going up almost every day. And we just hit, I think, a 17-year high in interest rates on the 10-year Treasury. Uh, As I speak, the the 10-year Treasury is at 4.80%. Just a couple of years ago, it was under 1%. uh, And it seems uh, relentlessly going higher. And that's really, really ominous. It's it's the stock market don't like it. The stock market's in a very significant correction right now. Uh, I'm feeling very uneasy about how the market's trading. And unless we see uh, interest rates in the bond market starting to calm down a little bit, uh, we could see a a serious decline in the stock market. So we're going to keep a good eye on that. Uh, Another concern is that mortgage rates are tied to the yield in a 10-year treasury. So expect mortgage rates to go up this week even higher than the uh, 7.33 we had last week. I expect to see mortgage rates 7.5 or greater uh, by the end of the week. Uh, so this is a pretty ominous thing. I mean, this economy lived on low interest rates, no interest rates for the longest time. Think about it. Right after the financial crisis in 2008, the Federal Reserve lowered interest rates to zero and kept it there for 13 years. I mean, that's uh, quite incredible. And that's what fueled the bubble in real estate, fueled the bubble in the stock market, uh, and fueled inflation. So now, with inflation taking off, which is uh, a result of all the printing of money, all the stimulus money that went out into the economy, um, the Fed had to start raising interest rates in the federal funds market. And, of course, that makes everything go up as far as yield goes. Uh, And we saw a very, very significant jump in yields last year in the Treasury. And now we're at uh, the highest level of this year and the highest level in, in over a decade. Uh, and I don't know how this economy, how this stock market could hold together 
if we don't have a moderation in interest rates here soon. And some people are out there. Rick Santelli on CNBC this week said, you know, he could see 13% yield on a 10-year Treasury bond. I hate to see what this world looks like with 13-year interest rates, um, 13% interest rates on a 10-year bond. I mean, you're talking 15% mortgage rates. Uh, I just I just can't see the Fed allowing that to happen. So we're keeping a really good uh, eye on the bond market. A lot of people are talking about it. Uh, the bond market affects the stock market, affects the economy. It affects borrowing costs from virtually everybody. And, you know, the Fed says they want to raise interest rates even further. We'll have to see. Because the bond market is looking very, very dangerous right now. Another concern is energy prices. You know, energy prices are over $90 a barrel. Many uh, analysts are saying it's going to go over 100 and maybe even as high as $150 a barrel. And let's face it, you know, OPEC and Russia can make oil prices anything they want by just cutting production. Uh, there's no, no more oil left uh, in the United States Strategic Petroleum Reserve to uh, manipulate prices lower. Uh, that game's already been played out. I think uh, I read this week that we have 17 days worth of oil in the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Uh, that's not going to get us very far. And who knows? Biden may still be selling it all. Uh, we don't know. But keep an eye on energy prices because energy prices will keep inflation high. If we have high energy prices, high gasoline prices, high home, home heating oil, that's going to cause inflation to stay stubbornly high, which means the Federal Reserve will need to keep interest rates stubbornly high or even raise them more dramatically, which, again, the economy is on the uh, teetering on the edge of severe recession right now. And I think everybody's talking about recession, that it's inevitable uh, either later this quarter or certainly into uh, 2024. Uh, but we have a lot of dynamics going on in financial markets right now. And uh, we're going to continue to report it to you here on The Financial Physician because we're entering a very, very, very dangerous period for the financial markets. And, you know, October is when all the crashes happen, right? Uh, we have a lot of political instability in this country, around the world. And uh, I think um, investors are starting to really get concerned. Now, if you're looking to buy a home right now, I feel really sorry for you because we have an affordability problem in this country, a combination of stubbornly high and rising mortgage rates and uh, very, very expensive properties. You put those two things together and you have a big problem in Americans affording housing. And here's a, a headline. Homes are unaffordable in 99% of U.S. counties. 99%. Since, not, since 2019, the median price of a home in the United States has risen by more than $100,000. And again, thanks to the Federal Reserve, uh, we're facing uh, mortgage interest rates like we haven't seen in a generation. So you combine those two together and you have an uh, extraordinarily unaffordable housing market. And 99%, where does this report come from? Uh ATTOM researchers. So they examined the median home price uh, last year for roughly 575 U.S. counties and found that home prices in 99% of those areas are beyond the reach of the average income earner who makes 71214 a year. 
So in the entire history of our country, we've never seen anything like this. And it's terrible for the economy. I'd hate to be a young person right now in my 20s just getting married uh, and looking for a home right now. And at the same time, if you're forced to rent, rent prices at our all-time high as well. The average rent in the United States right now is $2,000 or greater. So again, uh, the standard of living is steadily being eroded. When young people can't afford houses, uh, it, it does something to their psyche. Uh, and younger people now are depressed. They're depressed about their ability to get ahead and to achieve the American dream. And uh, it's a terrible situation that we find ourselves in right now. And uh, it doesn't look like this is going to abate anytime soon. As I said, yields in the bond market are continuing to rise. The Fed says they're going to continue to raise rates. And meanwhile, uh, the price of everything is going up. Food, groceries, gasoline, and the price of homes and the cost of rent. And uh, I feel really bad for the younger generation. On Sunday, I'm going to... um, go over the chapter in my book uh, about how to buy a house. Uh, I've been reviewing the book with you. We've been doing a little bit of a lecture series based on the book. Uh, and I'm taking a break from the book today because I got so much going on today that I, that I just can't fit it in. Well, let's take a short break. When we get back, we're going to go over uh, the COVID pandemic, the pushing of the vaccine, the propaganda, that government and the mainstream media and then we'll analyze. Are you currently retired or planning to retire in the next five years? Hey, Lou Scatigna here, certified financial planner, personal finance author, president of AFM Investments. Why not join me for a comprehensive financial review at my downtown Tom's River office? Banks are paying virtually nothing and the stock market has become a risky casino. But there are ways to achieve reasonable returns without taking on big risks. Let me show you how. During our meeting, I will determine your net worth, find ways to maximize your income and minimize your taxes. I'll review your estate plan and discuss strategies to protect your estate from nursing home costs. Managing your finances is more complicated than ever, but you don't have to go it alone. So make your no-obligation appointment today by calling 732-905-8100. That's 732-905-8100. Securities transactions through Lee Baldwin & Company, member FINRA and SIPC. Registered advisory services through Argentus Advisors. Jersey Shore Septic and Sewer, a family-owned and operated premier septic installation and repair company with more than a decade of experience in the septic services. Jersey Shore Septic and Sewer provides full-service maintenance and cleaning services, pumping septic tanks, repairing broken sewer lines, cleaning of grease tanks for restaurants, as well as real estate septic inspections, repairs, and installations. Phone 732-600-8721 or go to jerseyshoreseptic.com to learn more. Jersey Shore Septic and Sewer, top quality work at the most affordable rates. You want to get in touch with me? Just send me an email, lou at thefinancialphysician.com, lou at thefinancialphysician.com. I really love your emails. They really make my day. I have such wonderful, loyal listeners to this podcast and and before this, the radio show. Thanks so much for your emails. I get so many kind emails from our listeners. But if I can help you out in any way, you have a personal finance question, you want a copy of the book, or you want me to cover something on the program, just email me, lou at thefinancialphysician.com, and I promise to return each and every email. If I don't, uh, just send it again. 
Now, the only way the podcast grows is by my listeners sharing it with their friends and family. So please do that. If you think this show is important, you think we bring information to you that you won't get anywhere else, and you think other people could benefit by it, please uh, email the link to your email list, put it on your social media, put it on forums that you attend. Um, the way this uh, show grows is based on listeners going out there and spreading the word. So it's now been almost uh, four years since the start of the COVID pandemic. And I think after some time now, we could look back at it and talk about whether or not we were told the truth. How it started, how severe it was, the need to be vaccinated, the questionable safety and efficacy of the vaccine itself, adverse effects from the vaccine, people getting clots, strokes, cancer, and other um, injuries from taking the vaccine. And the question now I have is, what was the agenda and what is the agenda? Because it hasn't stopped. Conveniently, a new variant showed up in, uh, in August and just in time for the new vaccine approved for emergency use authorization, not approved by the FDA, just in time for a September rollout of the new vaccine. Isn't it amazing how the vaccine is ready for the new variant? Uh, and now uh, you can go to your local CVS and they're already shooting it in people's arms. And you have to think. And decide for yourself whether or not it makes sense to have any of this stuff in your body. And we're going to discuss the, how it happened, the propaganda from the media, you won't believe it, and politicians and entertainers to get the shot. A shot that nobody really knew how it was going to work, if it was going to work, what the adverse effects are going to be. And they rushed it out and people gladly took it which blew my mind. From day one, I was never going to take it. But I can't believe how many people just, you know, the government tells you to do something, you do it. And you'll see when I'm done with this that how could you trust anything, anything that your government or the media tells you? Everything regarding COVID-19, for the most part, was a lie. And it's been borne out over the last four years. And then uh, from, uh, and this is where you have to really think this through. Remember right from the beginning, doctors wanted to use hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin to treat this. It was very effective. And all of a sudden, anybody who talked about this were censored. Many doctors lost their license. Many pharmacies wouldn't even fill an ivermectin prescription when it's one of the safest drugs in the world. It's been around since 1980. And it's generic and it's cheap. They wanted you to get the vaccine. And that's the insidious part about all this. What is the final destination they're trying to go with this? What, what, what is the, the end game here? What are they trying to achieve? And we'll talk about uh, that after I show you some of this evidence. So shortly after COVID came out, uh, we were uh, locked down. And it's amazing how coordinated this was. 
And you'll, you'll hear from Dr. Uh, Mike Yaden, who was a vice president of research for Pfizer of all companies, coming out and telling you this is poison. Coming out and telling you that this had to be what he calls a super state plan, meaning it was impossible, he said, for all these countries to do the same exact thing on lockdowns and pushing the vaccines and saying the same thing. It had to come, he said, from either the World Health Organization or the World Economic Forum. There was a globalist strategy here. And, you know, looking back, uh, it's very scary what's been perpetrated on the world population. And many globalists in the past have said that the goal is depopulation of the earth. From Bill Gates to to, uh, Klaus Schwab, to all the globalists, they want you and me gone. And I think that they're trying to exterminate us. And I know that sounds crazy. But after I present to you how this thing transpired, tell me how it could be anything else. And uh, they used the media and they used entertainment and they used um, uh, every uh, leftist controlled institution, universities and everything. And I tell you, I don't know anybody who hasn't got vaccinated who regrets it. I know many people who were vaccinated that do regret it. Especially the ones that are dropping dead suddenly. Which if you haven't seen it, just Google uh, died suddenly and and watch the video from uh, Stu Peters of just people dropping dead. You've seen the videos. And and, and a day doesn't go by that I don't hear about some athletes, somebody in the prime of their life, in their 20s or 30s, dropping dead on a football field, on a basketball court. People having heart attacks in their 20s. Insurance companies are are, um, saying that their excess mortality experience, you know, one thing about insurance companies, they have actuaries, and they know almost pretty close every year how many people are going to die that they insure. And now worldwide, we're seeing excess mortality, meaning a lot more people are dying than have average died over the years prior to the vaccination. So there's a lot of evidence out there. And the reason I'm bringing this up now is if I could discourage anybody who's healthy, not elderly and doesn't have um, compromises not to get the vaccine, I may be saving your life. That's how much, that's how passionate I feel about this now. Now I told everybody when this first came out on the show here that uh, you should be very careful before you run out and take this. It's uh, hasn't been tested. Uh, They're rushing it out. The chances of you dying from COVID is extremely small. 99.2% of people get COVID do not die. And many people get COVID have mild reactions to it. And if uh, the disease was so deadly, why do you have to be tested to know you have it? And imagine a vaccine that's so safe, so effective, that you have to be threatened to take it. It's really unbelievable when we look back at this and how gullible the world population was. And uh, like I said, what is the agenda? 
Now, of course, uh, nothing works as far as controlling people uh, than good propaganda. And that was rolled out right on cue, fueled by uh, the mainstream media, who said the exact same things on every show, every news report. That's one thing about the media. They are so controlled by the government, the CIA, whatever it is, they all get their talking points. It's said that at 4 a.m. every day, all the news organizations get their email with all the talking points, the exact phrases to use. And I've played, I've played it for you many times, whether it's Trump to Russian collusion thing, uh, to any subject that they want to have a narrative. They have their talking points, and they all say the same things. If you go from station to station in the morning, the morning shows, and watch the news report at the top, they all say the same thing. How could these, how could these news organizations be independent when they say the same thing? So I'm going to play for you. Um, this goes 11 minutes. I'm going to break it up. I'm not going to play it all at once. But just listen to and remember when you were going through this, the fear they were trying to instill in you, the... Um, the persecution of non-vaccinated people, people who didn't want to get vaccinated, people who were forced to get vaccinated or lose their job or be um, discharged from the military. And the mainstream media was the propaganda arm of all this. So they came out and they used the term, if you remember, no one's safe unless everybody's safe. And listen to how many times that phrase was repeated by government officials, by everybody in the media. It's unbelievable. We want to make sure that people can discern the truth from the misinformation. And we want to make sure that everyone understands that no one's safe till everyone's safe. No one is 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 safe. Nobody is safe. This is a post 9 11 axiom. Safer, but not yet safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe from COVID 19 until everyone is safe. If the whole world isn't safe, none of us are safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. Nobody is safe until we're all safe. Health experts have been saying nobody is safe. Nobody is safe until everybody is safe. Nobody is safe. So it's pretty amazing when you hear it like that in the montage to realize that you're being propagandized to. This is the official government, and maybe not the United States government, world government narrative that everybody, at least in the United States, the media, but probably around the world, 
Well, it was around the world. Did you hear the voice of Klaus Schwab? We talked about him on Sunday, right? Head of the World Economic Forum. Bill Gates, heard him in there too. Nobody's safe unless we're all safe. So, you know, if you're unvaccinated, then, you know, you're polluting the world. Now, that turned out not to be true at all. And then we had the attack against the unvaccinated. And listen to what certain people are saying about the unvaccinated. They were saying that we should be exterminated. You shouldn't even be given an operation. If you come in with a heart attack in the hospital, if you're unvaccinated, well, you die. Listen to how um, deranged these people are. Trying to force you and me to get a vaccine that we don't trust and we don't want. It hasn't been tested. It hasn't been officially approved by the FDA. But this is the biggest lab experiment in the history of humankind. And it's not working out well for many people around the world. And we'll never know the real numbers of people who've died from the vaccine, who are injured from the vaccine, because they're hushing that up. But it's a big story. I personally know people who died from the vaccine, who have major, major health problems because of it. And a little later, we're going to bring on an oncologist talking about what he's seeing in the world of cancers. Uh, It's pretty insidious how they push this and browbeat people and threaten people with their jobs, force people under duress to have to take this poison. I've heard somebody called it Satan serum. And for for a disease that 99.2% of people will survive, for the flu. The unvaccinated people. My message to unvaccinated Americans is this. If you are the unvaccinated, you are the problem. You're the Condemn them, shame them, blame the only people that you can blame, the unvaccinated. Frankly, we can't trust the unvaccinated. They should not be part of polite society. The lunatics who won't take COVID vaccines walking around lawfully unvaccinated. That's psychotic. You're willing to walk among us unvaccinated. You are an enemy. You have no right not to be vaccinated. You don't have the right to contaminate someone. You can't go around pointing a gun in somebody's face, which is what it is when people are unvaccinated. They are all idiots and Losers. This is a real movement in this country against the unvaccinated. Jennifer Aniston is cutting non-vaccinated people out of her life. Unrepentant unvaccinated. They should be removed from the hospital. Those who refuse to be vaccinated should be denied health care. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy? Rest in peace, Wheezy. You're... Some doctors are saying they'll refuse treatment for people who choose not to get the shot. Why are hospital and ICU resources going to them? Moron who will not get the shot. The unvaccinated clown. Talk about unhinged. <laughs> people shouldn't get health care if they're not vaccinated. The threats and the vilification of the unvaccinated was off the charts. And meanwhile, the unvaccinated didn't hurt anybody. No more than the people who were vaccinated. As a matter of fact, the people who were vaccinated were shedding the spike protein to the people who weren't vaccinated. Now, they go on to talk about people started coming out and saying, you know what? I I don't want to take this shot. I'm one of them because I did my research. I did my own research. I read everything I could. Now, many people don't know this. Well, I've mentioned it on the program before, but um, my college degree 
is in microbiology and virology. Right? I have a college degree in this stuff, so I understand a lot of it. I understood what I was reading for the most part. And I read opinions from doctors and scientists. I read about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and zinc and ways to protect yourself. And I read about the nature of the shot injection, because it's not a vaccine. And we'll talk about it in a second. Everybody was saying that if you get the vaccine, you won't get COVID and you won't spread it. Another total lie. So how do you believe anything they say at any time during this pandemic or even now? Now, they went on to say people like me who do our own research, while you shouldn't do your own research, you should trust what Big Brother and what the mainstream media tell you to do because they know everything and you know nothing and you shouldn't know nothing by doing your own research. Idiots who think that they can do their own research. Don't do any of your own research. Doing your own research is associated with conspiracy theory circles. This go-it-alone approach, doing your own research, that can have serious consequences. You should get prison time for even questioning the vaccines. Can we all stop saying, I need to do my own research? That phrase, do your own research, four words. Four little words that are hurting America. Doing your own research hurts America. Everybody has a supercomputer in their hand that empowers them to do their own research. And that's the problem. You must not do your own research. I need to do my own research. I don't ever understand what that means. I'm doing my own research. You can't do your own research unless you're a scientist. Do your own research. Maybe you've told yourself you're playing it safe. You just want to wait and see since this is a new vaccine. No. Do you see how they all have the same exact phrase? They get the email at four in the morning and they all come out and say the same thing. And you don't notice it when it's happening until you hear a montage like this. When you have a montage like this, it's so obvious to you that you're being propagandized to, that this is propaganda. And, you know, who is it? Uh, Goebbels, the Nazi, said if you repeat a lie enough times, people believe it. And every part of the government and the media and uh, education and entertainment was saying the same things. It's just obvious when you, when you hear it like that. Don't do your own research. Who tells people that they have no right before injecting an experimental whatever into their arms, into their bodies? Should it do a little bit of research first? No, they want you to be ignorant and they want you just to follow what you're told. And again, the question is why? Is it to alleviate the pandemic because they're so concerned that it's so bad and that's the only way it's going to go away? Or is there another agenda here? I think there is another agenda here versus just trying to protect the human population. I think that's actually the opposite of what they wanted to do. The COVID virus was not going to destroy the human population. Yes, just like the flu, some elderly people, some people with compromised health will pass away from an illness. That's always been the case. That's always been the case. But um, there's another agenda here. It's not the COVID virus that was going to kill off the population. It's, it's the vaccine, the COVID pandemic, the release of that virus, which by itself should make your uh, radar go up. And who's the, who's the, um, 
the uh, connecting person here on both ends, from the release of the virus to creation of the virus to pushing a vaccine, Dr. Anthony Fauci. You want to talk about an evil guy? This is it. This guy should be, he shouldn't be in jail. He should be executed for crimes against humanity. So then if you remember, they were coming out and saying that if you get the vaccine, you will not get COVID and you will not spread COVID. Again, another lie. That wasn't true at all. Many people who got the vaccine got COVID. Many people who got the vaccine spread COVID and even spread the spike protein to unvaccinated people. But listen to more of the mainstream media and politician hysteria uh, regarding uh, getting the vaccine. The virus stops with every vaccinated person. So you stop spreading terrible disease. And that vaccine, a key goal is to stop the transmission so that you get almost no, almost no uh, infection going on whatsoever. Expectation for vaccines is not to get infected. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. When the virus gets to you, you stop it. You're not going to catch it. You're not going to get sick. You're not going to transmit it. The vaccine is absolutely bulletproof. Vaccines block you from getting and giving the virus. 100% effective in preventing COVID. The vaccine prevents you from getting infected. It is to keep you from getting it and then spreading it. We have the ability to stop COVID in its tracks. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Biden tests positive for COVID-19. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. Dr. Fauci tests positive for COVID-19. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. The CDC director tests positive for COVID-19. Get your Pfizer CEO tests positive for COVID. Pfizer CEO tests positive for COVID again. CDC director tests positive for COVID again. Fauci tests positive for COVID again. Joe Biden tests positive for COVID again. Cases up 258%. The majority of these cases are among the vaccinated. And this area is the most vaccinated part of Massachusetts. So many fully vaccinated people are testing positive. So people here are a bit angry. We are all really concerned about what this means long term. I was vaccinated and I got COVID. And then you Almost everyone we know with vaccinations had at least one bout of it. So I think you're starting to get the picture how this whole thing was orchestrated. Uh, They even played musical jingles to get you to go get your jab. Straight propaganda. They use music too to propagandize to you. So there's a pattern here of lies, of propaganda, of news people and politicians saying the exact same phrases and certain and words and also vilifying the unvaccinated. We are not the problem. The problem are the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated threat. Unvaccinated people are a threat, a direct threat. The threat to all of us. The unvaccinated are a risk to all of us. People have a right to be 
protected from the unvaccinated. Maybe there should be laws that allow them to be kept out of the building. So at least, thankfully, they're not breathing the same air. Their freedom to breathe will diminish. Start firing the unvaccinated. If you don't vaccinate, you'll be fired. Time to come down on the unvaccinated. They should be banned from the VA, banned from restaurants, banned from other businesses and colleges. Companies should not treat us as equals. Place unvaccinated people under arrest. the unvaccinated that has put America in the place that it is. We are losing freedom because people are unvaccinated. We are towards the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated. Frustrated with America. Still not vaccinated. Not to be vaccinated seems criminal. Suspects face years behind bars for coughing on police officers. Their freedom. For them. Charged with terrorist threats. They have no individual rights when it comes to the vaccine. Really, you're killing other people. You're being attacked by unvaccinated. It's the unvaccinated who aren't wearing masks. It's the unvaccinated who aren't social distancing. It's the unvaccinated going to crowded indoor events. It is not your right as an American citizen to catch and transmit a potentially fatal infection. So screw your freedom. We can coerce you. You're not going to be able to travel to see your family. If someone in your family isn't vaccinated, should you ask them not to show up? Yes. You really shouldn't have anyone unvaccinated come to dinner. That's just a huge risk. If you want to come out into public, if you want to live your life, you need to get the vaccination. It's time for people to see vaccination as literally necessary. You should have to show that you're vaccinated in order to go places. Unvaccinated tennis player can't travel to the U.S. If you're not vaccinated, you're not welcome. Our patience is wearing thin. Why hasn't the president focused more on scolding the unvaccinated? The refusal has cost all of us. Continued damage the unvaccinated are doing to themselves and the country. Then after all that insanity, uh, they came up with a new saying. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Meanwhile, it was a pandemic of the vaccinated as well because they were getting it and spreading it as well. But listen to the montage, the same exact phrase that everybody's using. And uh, back to our lead story, uh, uh, the pandemic of the unvaccinated. In fact, this is the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Experts call it the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Still a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The disease of the unvaccinated. It is the unvaccinated who are the problem. Period. End of story. The unvaccinated also put our economy at risk. This is a tyranny of the unvaccinated right now. The unvaccinated, not the vaccinated, the unvaccinated. That's the problem. That's the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Pandemic of the unvaccinated. All this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. When you get the vaccine, you will not die. That's right. That's right. This is simple, basic proposition. If you're vaccinated, you're not going to die. If you're vaccinated, you don't have a risk. It's as simple as black and white. You are not going to die if you are vaccinated. That's it. Full stop. You're unvaccinated. You're at risk. You're vaccinated. You're safe. A majority of Americans dying from coronavirus are vaccinated. COVID-19 isn't a pandemic of the unvaccinated anymore. We didn't really understand the fatality rate. You know, we didn't understand that it's a fairly low fatality rate and that it's a disease mainly of the elderly, kind of like flu is. I'll spare you any more of that mainstream media propaganda garbage that they were shoving down our throat. What we really need is a vaccination for bullshit because that's all it was. And how many people, you know, took this vaccine worldwide thinking it was safe and effective? Yeah, you may not die from COVID if you took the vaccine, but you very well may die from the COVID vaccine itself. And now oncologists all around the world 
are starting to see uh, increases in cancer. And they call it now turbo cancer. It comes so fast, so quick. And they're hypothesizing that, that, uh, hypothesizing that it's because your immune system goes down and allows cancer to thrive. You know, we fight off cancer all the time, our bodies. We may have cancer cells in our bodies and our, our, our immune system battles it and we don't even know it. And it doesn't go into a full-blown cancer. But if your immune system is compromised, and many scientists and doctors say that's exactly what this injection, I hate to call it a vaccine because it's not. If you get a vaccine, you don't get sick. That's not the case with this. You get polio vaccine, you don't get polio. I had measles vaccine, I didn't get measles. I had smallpox vaccine, I never got smallpox. Not even in a small way. Because a true vaccine is dead virus that goes in your body. Your body makes antibodies, makes a defense for it. And then when you get the real pathogen, it has the ability to fight it off. And you never get any symptoms. That's a true vaccine. This is not that. This is mRNA gene-altering whatever. And it's a big, we're all guinea pigs, not me, but whoever took this shot are all guinea pigs. And the more shots and boosters you take, the worse off you're going to be your immune system. So why would it be that all these TV stations, all these news shows, were so cheerleading the vaccine? And I played all the montage for you, all the different shows. Why? Well, could it be that they've been bribed to do so? It seemed that Pfizer was everywhere on all of these shows. They sponsored all of them. Brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. Bill Gates' advice on how to combat mistrust in science at 60minutesovertime.com, sponsored by Pfizer. And they're saying not only um, could you get cancer, but you could get other diseases that you normally fight off that could be very severe or fatal because of a compromised immune system. So don't take uh, my word for it. Um, Listen to this cancer doctor, an oncologist, what he's seeing in his practice. They're happening in pregnant women. They're happening in young kids, as I said, as young as 12 years old, but but high school kids are coming down with these cancers. The turbo cancers, I'm seeing lymphomas, I'm seeing brain cancers, stage four brain cancers, and then breast cancers, colon cancers, lung cancers. The leukemias that are showing up in the COVID vaccinated individuals, they can kill in a matter of days or even hours. Uh, I've reported several cases where young kids, 13 years old, 16 years old, they feel unwell, they go to emergency, and the doctors discover that they have leukemia, 
and then they die a few hours later. These are tragic stories, and oncologists are, are they're not talking about it. Uh, you know, there's only a Professor Deglish in uh, St. George's University in London, United Kingdom, yeah. who's sounding the alarm, and he has seen his patients who were stable, cancer stable cancer patients who took a COVID booster shot, and suddenly he can you know, their cancer is growing out of control, and so he's sounding the alarm. But you know, doctors are being persecuted for speaking up and for causing vaccine hesitancy. Another cancer doctor, uh, Dr. Rich, he's a professor emeritus of epidemiology and public health at the Yale School of Public Health and Yale School of Medicine. So this guy is, knows what he's talking about. His research, um, his life research, has focused extensively on the causes of cancer and prevention and diagnosis. So he recently did an interview, and he said that patients must, must now wait months not weeks, to get an appointment at an oncology clinic in New York. Because so many people are getting cancer that you got to wait a month to go in. And he says what clinicians have been seeing is very strange things, he said. For example, 25-year-olds with colon cancer who don't have family histories of the disease. That's basically impossible along the known paradigm for how colon cancer works, and other long-latency cancers that they're seeing in very young people. He said that's not how cancer develops. He says there, there has to be some initiating stimulus as to why this happens. And he said that a healthy body fights off cancer all the time. You know, all of us have cancer cells in our body at times, and a healthy immune system goes and attacks it, and it never manifests itself. But if the immune system is compromised, it can't cope with neutralizing cancerous cells. And they multiply and grow, and they lead to symptoms of cancer. And he says that's the mechanism I think is most likely here. We know that COVID vaccines have done various degrees of damage to the immune system and a fraction of people who have taken it. And the damage could translate to getting COVID more often, getting other infectious diseases, or getting cancer. Another example Dr. Reich gave was breast cancer, which uh, normally, if there's a remanifestation of it, meaning that you know you've had you know the breast surgery and everything else, and then it comes back, it usually takes two decades, twenty years. However, he said vaccinating women are now seen to remanifest breast cancers in much shorter periods of times, much shorter periods of time. So uh, things are kind of weird out there in the cancer world. Some of these cancers are so aggressive that between the time that they're first seen and when they come back for treatment after a few weeks, they've grown dramatically compared to what oncologists would have expected the way cancer normally progresses. So um, that's a, I mean, this is coming from you know, an expert at cancer. Couple that with the oncologist I just put on. And we got a lot of things bad about this vaccine. A, you still get COVID. B, you still pass it on to somebody else. C, you can get cancer. You can get heart attacks, blood clots, strokes, miscarriages. Young men are becoming infertile. It's pretty, pretty incredible. 
And he goes on to say, Dr. Reese said that a lot of people are now less likely to be propagandized regarding COVID. And that news reports about a new variant that is going to take over the world in the next month are propaganda to sell the next batch of vaccines coming out in a few weeks. People are fed up with this, and it's going to be a lot more pushback, he said. Bravo. That's what I've been telling you so far. It's propaganda. And people now, I think only, I think the recent survey said only 26% of people plan on getting the new vaccine. And he goes on to say that um, nobody should get vaccinated with mRNA vaccine as the new variants are mild and not life-threatening. He has heard a few hospitalizations um, that lasted for some days, but as most people had COVID in the past, they have some immunity to the new variants as well. There is no reason for people to be vaccinated now to any degree. You won't hear that on the news. And that recent survey, it's amazing. Democrats are more overwhelmingly likely to get the injection than Republicans. Is that because the TV shows they listen to? Yeah, I guess that is the answer. The news shows they listen to, MSNBC, CNN, The View, all pushing the vaccine and the safety of it. Whereas Republicans do a little bit more of their own research. Not supposed to do that, by the way, according to the media. And they know they're a little more informed about it. But uh, you got doctors now coming out and telling you that they're seeing cancers. I mean, for a mild flu for most of us, why would we risk taking this experimental drug um, when you know that people are getting heart attacks, that people now are getting cancers, that people are having strokes, they're getting blood clots? Why would you even think of taking it? You know, they they sold the... the vaccine and COVID as, you know, the plague. The flu of 1918, where so many people died. 92 point whatever, 98% of people get it, do not die. But they tried to make you make you, make it sound like this was um, the bubonic plague. And it put the fear of Jesus in everybody. Dr. Michael Yaden um, was vice president of global research for Pfizer. And he was recently uh, interviewed. And he went on to say, listen to what he says at the at the absolute end of this interview. Now, it's outdoors. It's not the clearest interview in the world. But this, this is Dr. Michael Yaden, very well-respected, retired Pfizer executive. And uh, he knew right from the start there was something wrong with this. Thank you for joining us. And you are a former uh, vice president of Pfizer. That's good. Could you just tell us very briefly about your position there? So I was until 2011. For many years, I was responsible for worldwide research and early developments in their field of respiratory and allergy new medicines. That was it. 200 people indirectly across a couple of sites. So that gave you a real insight in, into what was happening in early 2020. There's not very many corners of this industry I've not had some knowledge of. And when I started noticing former colleagues of mine, including Sir Patrick Valance, saying things on the television I knew weren't true, and that I knew he knew weren't true, that's when the penny dropped for me, probably February 2020. I remember saying to my wife, 
this is not what, what they're saying it is, something's going on. And then when I saw not only my country locking down, but dozens of countries locking down at the same time, I would say to your listeners, that was proof, and it's still proof, of a supranational operation. So no way it could have happened at the local level, at the country level. Uh, therefore, it must have occurred at the level above. Whether it was the WHO or the World Economic Forum or other, I don't know. But I'm convinced that action alone absolutely proves unequivocally that we didn't just get some virus drifting in and then, oh, we all panicked. They all did the same stupid, ineffective, no-not-to-work things at the same time, none of which were in their country's pandemic preparedness plans because I've read them all, right? So when I accuse these people of lying, I do it confident they're not going to sue me because I would say, come on, sue me. Um, I'd love to have discovery in courts. You will lose, big time. And so they won't sue me. What they do is smear me and censor me, and I don't care anymore uh, because we're facing something much worse than a than a, an alleged virus. Uh, at the very least, the things people have been injected with, the, the injuries to people from these so-called vaccines, I'm afraid, I wish I could tell you that it was accidental, but it wasn't accidental. I've spent 32 years in rational drug design. I know, and I knew, and wrote it, before any of them had emergency use authorization, that they were dangerous. And I'm afraid I'm convinced and would say, with my hand on the Bible in front of a court, a judge, that these these uh, injections have been made to injure people, to maim and kill deliberately. Do you hear what he said at the end there? That these injections were made to kill people. Wow. This is a retired vice president of research for Pfizer. And he ain't mincing words. And he's talking about being censored, right? If you come out and you talk about any of this stuff. Why would you censor somebody who's coming out? Who knows? And is warning people about the health risks of an experimental drug that's out there. Why would you censor him? Again, it comes back to what's the agenda. And I think he just stated it right there, that the vaccine was developed to harm and kill people. Is this a depopulation event that Bill Gates was talking about? Listen. In recent years, critics have pointed to Bill Gates' own words linking vaccination programs with his goal of reducing population growth. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. Vaccines can help reduce the population by 10 to 15 percent uh, from his own mouth. You know, it's, it was hard for me to find that clip. I had listened to it before and I actually had it on this show a year or two ago, probably at the start of the, the vaccine rollout. Um, I had trouble finding it. It's been purged uh, of the internet. And it's, people went out of their way, fact check, snoops, uh, Politico, USA Today, to debunk that, say it was taken out of context. It wasn't taken out of context. You, you just heard from his own lips. So now, what's the end game here? Why would world governments, in unison, recommend 
lockdowns, put the fear of God in everybody that everybody was going to die. This was not the plague. This was not the Spanish flu of 1918. This was a disease that was flu-like where you mainly elderly and ill people passed away from it, similar to the flu. Uh, but we don't have annual freakouts like we did do with the flu when it has about the same mortality and pretty much the same symptoms. Um, so what is the agenda here? I think Bill Gates just, just stated it. And if that is true, I mean, I didn't believe that early on. But put everything together that I just presented to you, and it's only a fraction of the data that's out there. But don't do your own research. Remember, that's bad. They don't want you to know. And when you see world governments censoring doctors, scientists, researchers, I got censored. I've been banned from YouTube partially because I was anti-vax. And it was in my um, radio shows that I was uploading to YouTube. And I, I was banned. And I don't even have a large audience compared to, you know, huge YouTube channels. But you couldn't say the word vaccine. You couldn't say the word COVID. They have algorithms that look for that. And I, I didn't even get an explanation. I tried to appeal, no response from YouTube. And when they take down your channel, you lose everything. I had vacation videos there. I had TV appearances that I did when my book came out on Fox and Friends and everything. That's where I stored them. Naive me, not thinking that it could just be taken away and you have no rights. But I'm on Rumble now, so go to my Rumble channel. Uh, I, I put up the, um, the video of the uh, opening 35, 40 minutes of the program. And I have a nice studio I put together. I've got a beautiful background behind me and everything else. So I, I videotape the opening, usually financial topic, so I could put it on Rumble. But it's, you could find those videos. It's usually up a day or two after the show airs. Uh, we put up the video on either Rumble, just follow me, or the financial position, just you know, look me up. Or we always put the, the video up on my blog. So if you go to thefinancialphysician.com, go to the blog, you'll see the most recent videos there. Um, but I can't, I'm not on YouTube anymore. Uh, and it doesn't matter if you build a million followers on YouTube. They don't like you. They don't like your politics. You're gone or you're shadow banned, or you're demonetized. It's just amazing how the social media works now, that if you're not a leftist and you don't follow the leftist narrative, or if you're a pro-Trump guy or anything like that, you disappear from your social media. It's just unbelievable. So very ominous, uh, very sinister. Uh, uh, I wouldn't take the original vaccine. I will never take any vaccine. I won't take a flu vaccine. They're, they're pushing the RSV vaccines now, uh, uh, herpes vaccines, uh, shingles. No matter what you possibly can get, there's a vaccine for it. And why people just keep shooting themselves up with these chemical drugs, I, I just don't get it. And some people, it's like a religion to them. Uh, well, a lot of people have gotten religion themselves, Um about the vaccines from doing what the media tells you not to do, your own research, or through just anecdotal um, uh, injuries and deaths of people that we all know, somebody who had an issue with the vaccine. Um, and they say, you know what? I'm not going to take it. I had, I had COVID twice myself. 
twice. It was like a mild flu. You know, but of course you still have fear in you. Oh my God, the media has put so much fear into me. And I survived. And I don't have a long-term gene, mRNA gene therapy, God knows what else, chemical in my body that may cause cancer or heart disease or something else down the line. Strokes, nervous issues. The list goes on and on. And like I said before, if this dissuades one person, one of my listeners here, to not take any more of these vaccines, good. I'm glad I did it. And I've been meaning to bring this up, you know, since they were talking about the new variant and the new vaccine that's coming out and trying to impress everybody to go out there and get it. Your seventh shot, your eighth shot. And I think, I think the world public has just gone collectively insane to blindly do what the powers that be tell you to do. And m- almost all of it was a lie. And uh, you make your own decision. I'm not making any medical decisions for anybody else, but hopefully now you're a little bit more informed on the vaccine and the injuries and everything that's happening, but also about how uh, the government, the media, the globalists have a big propaganda machine. And most people, they listen to the news, they do what they're told, uh, they don't do their own research. Uh, and and many people are paying the price now. All right, let's shift gears. Uh, this week, Donald Trump's in a courtroom in New York City being charged with fraud based on overvaluing some real estate to get loans that were fully paid back without anybody losing a dime, without any victims. And he's uh, being sued. He could lose up to $250 million. He could lose Trump Tower Uh now, they, they, they pulled a cute move on this. They used some Consumer Protection Act on this so we couldn't have a jury, that just one judge is going to make the decision. And this judge is a left-wing. You see this guy on TV? He's a left-wing Democrat. He just loves smiling for the cameras. He thinks he's on, um, on TV. Well, he is on TV, but he thinks he's on a reality show or something. And as it turned out, 80% of the lawsuit had to be thrown out because it was past the statute of limitations. Doesn't the Attorney General of New York, Letitia James, know that she's bringing charges on something that's in statute of limitations? If she doesn't know, she shouldn't be Attorney General. And if she does know, she's um, perpetuating a fraud in the courtroom. Uh, But the judge was forced to, to drop those charges. But you know what this is all about. It's a political persecution. It's trying. It's election interference. Trump, he's uh, out there and he's talking up a storm and saying, calling these people what they are. And uh, calling her radical, lunatic, racist, Letitia James. And, you know, she campaigned on getting Trump. That alone should disqualify her and throw the case out. So I dug up a campaign ad she had on television. Tell me this person isn't biased against the former president. America is an uncharted territory. We are angrier and more deeply divided than we've ever been at any point in our history since the Civil War. And at the eye of the storm is Donald Trump, ripping families apart, threatening women's most basic rights, 
running for attorney general because I will never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president when our fundamental rights are at stake. From the Muslim ban, to efforts to deport immigrants, to denying transgender students the ability to choose whatever bathroom they want, rolling back regulations to protect our planet, colluding with foreign powers, putting profits over people, dividing us in ways we haven't seen in generations. I believe that this president is incompetent. I believe that this president is ill-equipped to serve in the highest office of this land. And I believe that he is an embarrassment to all that we stand for. He should be charged with obstructing justice. I believe that the president of these United States can be indicted for criminal offenses. And we would join with law enforcement and other attorneys general across this nation in removing this president from office. In addition to that, the office of Attorney General will continue to follow the money because we believe that he's engaged in the pattern practice of money laundering, laundering the money from foreign governments here in New York State, and particularly related to his real estate holdings. It's important that everyone understand that the days of Donald Trump are coming to an end, but we can only do it if all of you exercise the most fundamental right, a right which is basic to democracy, and that is the right to vote. The country at war with itself you may be wondering what you could possibly do to change it. The answer is simple. Everything. And it starts with electing an attorney general who will never back down when Trump or anyone else threatens our rights. So I hope that you will join me and vote on Thursday, September 13th, in quiet dignity, in defiance. Oh, no bias there. Um, <laughs> she's very objective. Uh, and again, if it wasn't Donald Trump and if he wasn't running for president, if he wasn't leading in uh, President Biden, uh, do you think all these lawsuits would happen? I mean, this is this is really third world banana republic territory that we're in right now. And they don't care. That's the thing is they don't care about the way it looks. They don't care that they're twisting justice, that they're putting this guy through lawfare. They don't care. This is the purpose of it. And the more they do it, the more popular Trump gets. And whatever happens in this lawsuit, it'll be appealed and it'll be overturned in appeal. But uh, it's not stopping Trump from campaigning because he's in front of the cameras now. After he called, what did he say, uh, the judge's assistant or uh, one of his assistants apparently uh, is a friend of Chuck Schumer. I think he called it Chuck Schumer's girlfriend or the judge's girlfriend. So the judge put a gag order. Trump can't talk about the case. But I saw him today go in and he, did, he, talked, <laughs> he talked up a storm. But this is what he had to say the first day of the trial. I think that was very good. That last five minutes was outstanding. Because the judge essentially conceded that the statute of limitations that uh, we won at the Court of Appeals is in effect. Therefore, about 80% of the case is over. Uh, I was going to come out and say that, as you know, we're not entitled to a jury, which is pretty unusual in the United States of America. So uh, I think it's very unfair that I don't have a jury, but uh, the judge's last statement was very fair. And if I read it right, I'll let perhaps one of the lawyers speak to it. But maybe you'll speak to it if you would. 
but uh, the way I interpret that and the way everyone else in the room seems to interpret that is that the statute of limitations uh, is a very real thing in this country. And uh, that would be about 80% of this case would be over. Could somebody speak to that, please? Based on the judge's comments at the end of the hearing, at the end of the trial today, it appears that he is agreeing that all the transactions that closed prior to 2014 are now out of the case. Which is about 80% of the case. And it's also uh, something that we won on appeal, but was not accepted by this court, but now seems to be accepted by this court. So the persecution of Donald Trump goes on. And I believe he'll be victorious across the board here. Now, Tucker Carlson uh, made a comment about the trial today, and I, I thought it was very poignant. Loans that he has already paid back with interest. In other words, there is no injured party in this case. The biggest banks in the world assessed the risk and they made a profit, as they almost always do. Not a single person was defrauded. For this non-crime, Trump and his children are in the process of losing their homes and their businesses. He goes on to say this is a gross parody of the system of justice uh, that our forefathers set up. And he's right. Now this week, uh, another thing happened, a historic day in Congress as uh, Kevin McCarthy, as um, Speaker of the House, he was uh, voted out. First time that's ever happened to a speaker. Uh, and the Freedom Caucus, led by Matt Gates, made it happen as eight Republicans voted with all the Democrats to have him removed. And uh, it's thrown Congress into chaos. All the rhinos out there are vilifying Matt Gates. Uh, but you have to understand what happened. I mean, the only reason why McCarthy became speaker in the first place is because the, the Freedom Caucus finally backed him. Because there was 15 votes where none of them backed him and there's just no speaker. And they made a deal with him that he would be fiscally responsible and he would do certain things and uh, and, and consider their opinions on different things. Uh, and he didn't do it. And with this new budget deal that, that that's averted the shutdown, uh, he was fiscally irresponsible. And he also cut a deal behind their backs with the Democrats to have a separate bill to approve aid to Ukraine, which the Freedom Caucus didn't want. So now we have a temporary Speaker of the House. Uh, next Wednesday, they're going to vote. Uh, I just heard today that Jim Jordan is putting um, throwing his hat in the ring for this. He didn't do it when McCarthy um, was elected. Jim Jordan didn't, didn't want to do it. He just wanted to lead the Judiciary Committee to look into the Biden situation. But today he said that um, he's going to go ahead and do it and run. And I think he's the front runner right now to become Speaker of the House. And I love it. I love Jim Jordan. Uh, we finally need Republicans that have Republican values. And that's something that we've been missing in the Republican Party. You know, the Democrats all stay together. They all vote in the block. Uh, the thing with Republicans is they're always compromising with the Democrats. Democrats never compromise with the Republicans. Uh, you think they would learn their lesson by now, the Republicans. But every time they're in power, they don't play by the same rules the Democrats play by. They play dirty. The Republicans want to play by the rules. And uh, it gets you nowhere. If they want to play dirty, you got to play dirty too. They want to impeach your president twice over nothing. Well, then you can impeach their president, who has tremendous amount of evidence of corruption and bribery. 
so we'll see how this um, drama plays out in the House next week. Uh, hopefully, uh, Jim Jordan would be the next um, Speaker of the House, and and he'll push the agenda. There's also rumors going around, too, that, that um, McCarthy's been holding up uh, subpoenaing uh, Hunter Biden, and he's just not subpoenaing him. Nobody knows why. Uh, but that subpoena should have went out already months ago for that. So changes in uh, Republican leadership in Congress, we'll see how that plays out. All right, let's end with this. Um, two very ominous events uh, happened this week. Uh, and the first one is that uh, Russia staged on Tuesday its first nationwide nuclear attack exercise across 11 time zones in preparation for a potential nuclear war. And, uh, well, you only practice for something if you think there's a decent chance that it'll actually happen. Uh, obviously, if you didn't think nuclear war could happen, I don't think he'd order these drills. Um, and the way the West is pushing for World War III, uh, nuclear war is certainly a possibility. It seems that the West do not want peace under any circumstances. So uh, the exercise uh, assumed that martial law had already been declared in, um, in Russia and that a nuclear attack by Western powers would destroy up to 70% of Russian housing. Um, and you know, you know Russia has more than 16,000 nuclear shelters, and some of them could hold vast numbers of people, and they're totally stocked. Here in the United States, we have one. We have one official nuclear shelter, and it's in Seattle. And the time it was built, it could only hold 200 people. And now it's not even functional. Now, uh, it's not likely that we, the United States, is going to hold the nationwide nuclear attacks exercise because we have nowhere to go. And we make the assumption that the Russians will, would never dare fire a missile at us. Well, just last week, thousands of Russians were involved in extensive nuclear combat drills. Um, there was video footage of uh, the nuclear missile division's combat drills. Uh, the clip showed thousands of soldiers training in Yars thermonuclear intercontinental ballistic missiles, feared throughout the world because of their massive 6,835-mile range. And uh, the West, the United States, were trying to escalate matters in Ukraine instead of trying to de-escalate it. And the Russians realize this. The Russians are not going to be defeated. They have the weapons to win if they want to use them, but they're not going to be defeated. And if push comes to shove, the Russians are going to use nuclear weapons. In fact, uh, prominent voices in, in inside Russia are already encouraging them to go, to, go in that direction. Uh, this is starting to get serious, people. Another development, uh, just today, I'm recording this Wednesday, uh, right now it's 1.30 in the afternoon, uh, at 2.20 we're going to have our first test uh, of the emergency broadcast system across all media outlets. So your TV is going to have an inter interruption, every cell phone, unless you turn them off, I believe computers as well. We're going to get a message from FEMA that this is a test. But it's a way to communicate with all the citizens of the country at the same time. Uh, this could be used for good and bad. I mean, if, you know, 
They can tell us that there's a nuclear um, attack coming on, but there's nowhere to go. <laughs> so just kiss your ass goodbye. Say goodbye to your kids and your wife. Um, but they say it's for disasters and things like that. All right, we'll see. It could be used for propaganda, too, during a crisis. Who controls the emergency broadcast system? Well, obviously, the administration in power at that time. And I think it could be another uh, avenue of propaganda. Propaganda has been the theme of the show today. Anyway, we're at the end of our program. Thanks so much for joining us. Remember to share the program high and wide with friends and family. Educate them what's going on with these vaccines because they're not going to hear it on the mainstream media. You want to get in touch with me, my email address is lou at thefinancialphysician.com, lou at thefinancialphysician.com. If you want to make an appointment with me and uh, go over all aspects of your financial life, just call my office at 732-905-8100, Don't forget to meet, um, meet up with me on Sunday as we do our main weekly podcast. Sunday morning, I'll have it up by 9 a.m. Have a wonderful week, and don't forget, I'm not far right. I'm just right so far.